Notre Dame week. Time to talk Irish. Kind of the first time we're going to talk Irish all week because we had to talk Clemson. Then we had to talk basketball. I don't remember what we said on Tuesday. Anyway, this is Locked On Syracuse. We're going to talk about Notre Dame. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Tuesday was a mailbag, if you were wondering. That it was, following up the uh, the Dino presser. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're here. I'm Matt Bonaparte. That's Owen Valentine. This is your Thursday episode. Thanks for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, let's talk nd okay notre dame this is a team that came into the year as a very highly touted one marcus freeman's first full season at the helm after brian kelly went down south changed his accent and changed his whole personality into a losing football coach however lsu has cracked the top 10 since then he's there now 18 um but week one, I believe Notre Dame was sixth in the nation, which uh, was quickly wiped away by a loss to Ohio State and then Marshall. They were fifth in the nation to start the year. How about that? So they lose to Ohio State 21 to 10, and then they lose to Marshall. The thundering herd beat them 26-21, and then they were wiped off the face of the earth. Since then, they've been slowly putting together their comeback trail for the season, which Hasn't gotten so accordingly to plan. Uh, they've had a couple really solid wins. They beat Cal after that Marshall game by a touchdown. Not a great win. Then they went to UNC and beat a North Carolina team that only lost to Notre Dame, I believe, right? They only have one loss, and it's the Fighting Irish. And then they beat number 16 BYU on October 8th, and then they had a tough loss to Stanford uh, 16-14 last week, or two weeks ago, excuse me. Uh, then last week beat UNLV. Uh, so Syracuse is the next step in their comeback trail. However, the Orange, of course, are going to try and stiff arm them from getting that. Uh, and SU is going for its seventh win of the season. What do you have to know about Notre Dame this season is that, I mean, they have one thing that could beat Syracuse outright that we saw against Purdue and that was a really good tight end. They have an NFL tight end in Michael Mayer, 6'4", 250 pounds. This guy has 44 receptions, 526 yards, and six touchdowns on the season. The next highest receiver on that team in terms of reception is Lorenzo Styles Jr. Fantastic name. He's got 23 receptions on the year and just one touchdown. Nobody else on this team has more than one touchdown, kind of like an Aronde Gadsden situation, uh, although Sean Tucker did catch one against Clemson. But, I mean, if you're going to count Aronde Gadsden as a tight end, it's kind of a tight end battle in this game in terms of the two offenses because Meyer is fantastic michael meyer mayor meyer what are we calling him michael mayor mayor 
right? Yeah, I'm going to go Mayer. Okay, lovely. Yeah, and, and tight end has been a position where Syracuse has gotten beat this year, and they've gotten beat a, a handful of times uh, at that spot. You go back to Purdue. You go back to the unbelievable performance from Payne Durham in that game. Two scores, I think 80-plus yards, uh, really had his way against Syracuse. And it was it was a similar situation, especially early on against Clemson, uh, where Syracuse got beat a couple of times early on, uh, and, and it wasn't great. I, what was it? The Davis Allen uh, 40-plus yard pass, the first play from scrimmage for Clemson uh, this past week. So Syracuse has been beat by tight ends this season, and they have not played a tight end that is as good as what they are going to see out of Notre Dame. It is it is something that you need to be concerned about if you're Syracuse, something that if you are you know, Tony White, you have to be as prepared for as ever this week because you have struggled against tight ends, and this is arguably the best tight end in the country lining up across from you in Notre Dame's Michael Mayer. This guy is outstanding. He really is the real deal. He is going to be uh, a top-tier NFL pick. He is most likely – uh, going to be a phenomenal NFL guy as well. Like this is the talent. This is what you're concerned about when it comes to playing against tight ends. This guy is legit. He is my biggest concern right now. If you are Syracuse because of the history that Syracuse has had against tight ends this season, uh, they have had their way. It just seems like they sort of get lost a little bit. No one picks them up, right? You've got your corners are going to be playing a little bit of man typically, or, or in one-on-one -on -one coverage, and it seems like the tight end can oftentimes get lost uh, between the linebackers and the secondary, and that's where they've had success. So Syracuse is going to have to hone in on that film that you saw from Purdue, hone in on that film that you saw against Clemson and how those tight ends were able to find relative success against you. Uh, Clemson's is, I'm going to say, relative. Uh, Purdue's was consistent in terms of their success, and you've got to figure out ways to limit those gaps uh, and really close that out because you will get torqued by Notre Dame if you cannot shut down the tight end. And this is their asset on offense. They can run the ball okay, uh, but they do not have a solid receiving group right now. Quarterback situation is okay, not great. Uh, the tight end is is what is going to torch you if you are Syracuse at this point in an early look against Notre Dame. Absolutely correct. Uh, I 100% agree that tight end is going to be the thing that Syracuse's defense keys in on all week. Like you said, Tony White is on it, um, and that's what Syracuse fans should be thinking about as well. As for the quarterback situation, the year started with Tyler Buckner at quarterback. He only played a couple games, and uh, he played 10 games last year and then only two this season. I don't Did he get hurt? Was that the story, or he just lost the job? I think yep, hurt. He got hurt. Okay. Is he still out? Okay. So it has just been the Drew Pine show in that case. Um, Drew Pine is a guy who has been the backup for this team for two seasons. He, if you want some inside info, uh, not really inside info, but I've just been watching this guy for a really long time because he's from the town, like a couple towns away. And I remember it was like my sophomore year of high school where he got the offer from Notre Dame, it was a huge deal when he was like a yeah. freshman or a sophomore, and everyone was As like, it should be like that was crazy. It was like he that guy from our county is going to Notre Dame, like that's nuts. I think our guy was better. Shout out Gavin Weir. Um, 
But Drew Pine has been the quarterback for Notre Dame this season, and his numbers are pretty solid. Uh, you might have seen the viral clip that went around. Um, I don't remember which game it was from earlier in the season, but the offense coordinator just screaming at Drew Pine over the phone, saying, everybody's counting on you. Get it together. All that. Uh, but he's been really solid this season. Over 1,000 yards passing, 12 touchdowns, only three picks, uh, 63.7% completion percentage. Uh, Pine has kind of been what this offense has needed, despite them not being incredible. 82nd out of 131 teams in terms of uh, points scored. Uh, but, I mean, I think I think here's my thing about this game, is I think a lot of Syracuse fans are counting it as a win. Like this, okay, I mean, this is a struggling Notre Dame team, blah, blah, blah. They're going to win, uh, and it's going to be a really, really big win. This is still Notre Dame, and they're still playing a team that probably their backups are Syracuse's greatest recruits of all time kind of thing. So you have to think of the athletes and the talent that is on this team and that Syracuse still has its work cut out for it and is still playing a really strong team. Um, I think SU could hang with a lot of teams right now. Notre Dame is, of course, one of them as they hung with Clemson and should have won that Clemson game. But I don't think this game can be taken lightly by anybody because then it becomes a kind of trap game where Notre Dame will beat you. Yeah, right. Let's let's take a look at recruiting in terms of Notre Dame. They have been top 15 in the country in recruiting the last four years. Every recruiting class they've had uh, on this squad has been top 15 in the country. And for what it's worth, they've got, I believe, the number three recruiting class coming in next year. Uh, this is a team that talent-wise should beat you. And that is what you can't completely overlook, right? This is still Notre Dame. This is still an incredibly talented football team. Are they losing games this year? Do they have two terrible losses this year? Yes. Are they still a talented football team that you cannot look beyond, that you cannot automatically chalk down as a win? 1,000%. You have to take this game as seriously as ever. Because if you're Syracuse right now and you lost to Clemson in a game that you probably should have won, and we talked about early this week, you realistically could have walked out of there 7-0 and in a top-10 team with a route to whatever chaos and crazy stories the rest of the season has in store. You lost that game. If you drop another game right now, this season starts to take a turn. If you are Syracuse, you need this game. You need to take this game as seriously as possible, and that is going to include you being very aware of the talent on the other side of the ball even if things are not clicking on all cylinders, they can click. And that is what you can be worried about if you're Syracuse. A quick note uh, on Drew Pine before we uh, move to the break quickly. But uh, from what I heard, I was looking at a couple of articles before we jumped on, listened to a podcast before we jumped on. Numbers-wise, looks okay, been solid. Um, but one of the biggest issues with this offense in terms of the narratives that I was able to compile has to do with missed opportunities. Uh, and I think that is sort of where some of the the fallback on him has been. Uh, a guy like Lorenzo Styles in their in their receiving core has been open apparently consistently, uh, and there have been overthrows and, and just not being able to get him the football at a rate that would allow this offense to be a little bit more successful. So he hasn't had a bad season in terms of numbers, but the narrative that I was able to compile quickly uh, looking at some reports from around Notre Dame media is that there are some points left on the table uh, consistently and some opportunities that need to be taken advantage of. All right, let's take a quick break for me to tell you about sweat block. 
people in this world, they're very sweaty. Uh, and if you have excessive sweating, you should try Sweat Block. It was created by doctors, uh, and it is doctor-recommended. Because one doctor had excessive sweating and odor and was like, man, I wish there was something that could get rid of this. And then Sweat Block appeared. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweat Block. Save 20%. For promo with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com, also available on Amazon. Okay, back here, locked on Syracuse, Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this defense because, like I said, the offense it doesn't really jump off the page, like, there are talented players there, but I'm more worried about the defense, though. The defense. I wouldn't say is like incredible. No, the in, in terms of scoring defense, they are solid 35th out of 131 teams only allow 22 points per game. Uh, that is a really, really solid number. I looked into their rushing stats because obviously the way to beat Syracuse still is to try and take Sean Tucker out of the game. Um, despite Schrader being able to throw now at a better rate than he used to be, Sean's still the best offensive weapon. And when Syracuse only runs him five times a game, things get troublesome for the offense. Uh, it makes it a really one-dimensional team. So Notre Dame, like every other team, is going to try and take Sean Tucker out of the game. Their stats so far this season, they are 61st in rushing defense this year, uh, which isn't great. They allow four yards per carry as a defense, and every single offense in the country will take that. Uh, so I wouldn't be so worried about that as a Syracuse fan. I think this is the, a game where Sean is going to get his because like Dino came out and said, it was kind of inexcusable that Sean only had five carries and he was curious about it as well. So I think we're going to see Sean get the ball a ton in this game. Yeah, we were just watching a, a Marcus Freeman's press conference before we hopped on. And one of the reporters was like, their running back will probably be well-rested with just five carries. And Freeman was like, yeah, I don't know what that was about. Uh, so their theory is that he, he's going to be getting carries. And when you look at Notre Dame's run defense, uh, it's it's not incredible. As you were saying, outside the top 50 in terms of run defense, uh, that is a really good opportunity for the combo of Sean and Schrader to be able to take advantage of this defense. And I think that's where Syracuse is going to be able to have its most success is on the ground, uh, obviously paired with a little bit in the passing game as you're going to naturally need. But I do think this can be a very successful ground day for Syracuse. Uh, one of the articles I was reading hopping on here, um, they were talking about the D-line for Notre Dame and its biggest weakness is that run game and not being able to stop the run and get to running backs quickly. And they're getting to that second tier of the defense at, at far too high of a clip. And I think that is a really good sign for Syracuse and a really good opportunity for Tucker to be able to, after you know all of this conversation this week and the questions on Saturday about his limited use, for him to have that sort of, it's not a bounce back game, because I don't think he played poorly against Clemson, but a bounce back game in terms of number of reps uh, and number of touches that he will be getting. Because this is, if you were to create a situation where Syracuse is playing against you know, a top tier team still in Notre Dame, uh, and you are going to have the potion for success or the recipe for success, that is going to be it. And so this is a really big opportunity for Sean. And, you know, subsequently Schrader as well on the ground 
uh, to present another issue or another component and tier, which has had so much success for Syracuse offensively this year, is that sort of two-headed rushing game that you can get with the two of them. Continue to run the option if you're Syracuse, uh, but do so maybe uh, putting the ball in Sean's hand a little bit more often. Uh, and if you want to go by the numbers for this defensive front, there are a lot of talented guys. Like we talked about, you know, there's a yeah. lot of talent on this team, and it's kind of spread pretty far how many guys have made an impact. Just in the sack category, there are 11 guys who have contributed to a sack this season, meaning there's at least at least having half a sack, 11 guys. Uh, and in terms of tackle for loss, that goes for 19 guys. So there are plenty of guys on that defense that can hurt you. So Syracuse is going to have to game plan for that. In terms of the defensive backs, that's where I get a little bit more comfortable. And I don't think Syracuse is going to have uh, the most difficult day. Obviously, Kyle Hamilton was a really, really big piece of that defense last year for Notre Dame. He's gone to Baltimore in the NFL. Uh, and now that kind of leaves them. I don't know if I want to say like they're not any good. I think they're solid seven guys with passes broken up. That's three of them with multiple, but only one pick on the season. And it's not like they're playing crazy offenses. You'd think that against a UNLV or another lackluster team that's on, on their schedule, they'd play a little bit better, especially against that game where they lose against Marshall. Obviously, they probably thought some of those stats would come in that game, but uh, they are 35th in the country in passing yards allowed in terms like the 35th lowest. So um, maybe that doesn't hold so much weight, but I, I just don't think there's as much star power there. Yeah, I, I can see that being the conversation here in the narrative. And what you've seen, though, out of these teams, which or out of Notre Dame, which is, you know, maybe a nod to this defense is, you know, outside of the North Carolina game where they let up 32 points, but we're still able to win. I would say the the Notre Dame defense has been solid this year in terms of, you know, scoring and, and limiting opposing They've, offenses from, yeah. from having those big time games where they're putting up 30, 40 points on you. Uh, and most of these games, you know, they're holding their opponent to, to 21 ish or fewer points. Uh, I think that's been the case every game uh, except for the, the Marshall loss. Uh, they have held their opponent to, you know, 21 or fewer points outside of North Carolina where they end up winning that football game regardless. So this it's this been about defense, scoring for them. Yeah. Yeah. The, the defense has done, I would say, its part in terms of allowing Notre Dame to win football games. The offense has just been dragging in terms of that production and putting up the numbers and putting up the points to allow them the opportunity to go out and win football games. Totally. Um Okay, listeners, you're going to get ads right here. And now we continue. Um, yeah, it's been about scoring the football for Notre Dame fan or referring to the Notre. Well, <laughs> today, I don't know if you for YouTube listeners or watchers, you'll definitely notice this. I don't have my headphones today and they're noise canceling. So not having them, it's throwing me off my game. I won't lie. It's throwing me off my game. Um, but Notre Dame, they've got to score the football. That is their thing every single time out their defense is going to be fine um you can figure that out just by looking at the most bare bones of numbers just points scored and points allowed uh, and at this point in the season you have a decent sample size to show you what kind of team they are but honestly 
I think, again, I'll, I'll reiterate the point that I don't think Syracuse fans can look at this game too lightly and say, wow, this is a bad Notre Dame team uh, and that they can assume Syracuse is going to win. It's gonna, it could be a really tough game. But I also yeah. think that the Syracuse offense, if they play their cards right, they could be totally fine. If they run Sean enough and Garrett, you know, throws the ball well enough and guys actually catch the ball and like Devon Cooper in the last game, I think the offense could be fine in this one. Um, and the defense, if they stay strong and stay healthy, this should be a win. Um, obviously, we'll give predictions tomorrow on tomorrow's pod with Max, but I feel good about it right now. Yeah, I think you you need to be good if you're Syracuse in terms of the feeling heading into this game. Uh, and as you know, we learned, I believe, yesterday or early today, uh, it is a sold-out crowd, so back-to-back sold-out games Huge. for Syracuse in the Dome, which is awesome. Uh, so that will be at hand. Um, but this is, and it is worth noting, an incredibly important stretch for Notre Dame. And Notre Dame, yes, they're 4-3. and three. Yes, they have two bad losses, but they sort of can control the narrative of how this season finishes out, starting with Syracuse. Three of their last five games are against ranked teams. Three of their last five games are against top 20 teams, right? You play Syracuse, who's 16 right now. It's a really good opportunity to get a quality win in terms of resume, in terms of who you're playing. You get Clemson at home for Notre Dame the following week. Clemson's coming off a bye. Maybe if you're Notre Dame, right, you're starting to string a little momentum. You're thinking if we can beat Syracuse, now we've got back-to-back wins going to play Clemson at home uh, with with an opportunity to sort of reestablish ourselves. This is an important two-game stretch for them, and it starts by getting a win on the road. It is an incredibly important game for them. They are going to come out ready to play because of how much this game matters for the rest of their season. This Syracuse and Clemson back-to-back game stretch is incredibly important to what the outlook of this season is. Moving and into next they year, know that things and they're like that. For yes, it. they're very much aware of it. So you are going to face the best that Notre Dame can put together. And that is something that I I was gaining and piecing together. And that was something that uh, I was listening to the, the Irish Breakdown, which is a podcast that covers Notre Dame. Uh, I give them a nod because they put out on Tuesday a three-hour long podcast. Wow. That is nuts. And impressive. So a nod to you. That is really impressive. (laughs) Uh, But they were talking about how this team, the entire season, has played up or down to the level of their opponent. And so I do think that on paper and the way Syracuse has played this year, Syracuse, that's the number 16 team in the country right now in terms of ranking, is going to elevate Notre Dame to play up to the way Syracuse is and play to that level because of the look that Syracuse has right now in terms of national media, national ranking, the importance of this game, you are going to get Notre Dame's best. They are not going to play at the level they did against Stanford or against Marshall or in some of those other games that they sort of struggled, the tw- a seven-point win against Cal. They are going to rise to this occasion and play a sound game of football. So if you're Syracuse, even though I think we're in agreement that they should win this game, based on how this season has gone for Syracuse and how it's gone for Notre Dame, this is by no means an easy game because of how much is on the line for Notre Dame. And as we discussed earlier, the talent that still fuels the bloodline that is Notre Dame at this point, they are top to bottom 
a more talented team on paper in terms of recruiting rankings, in terms of, uh, for a lot of guys, NFL prominence, for Syracuse. Oh, we lost him. My AirPods died mid-episode. Okay. This is a disaster for our listening devices. <laughs> it uh, is. You had a tough day for listening devices, man. You lost the headphones. I've lost the headphones <laughs> now. Uh, we are on the. We're struggling, but we're almost at the <laughs> at the end here. Uh, this is a team, and I, this is not a knock on Syracuse's NFL talent. This is a team that, on paper, when you look at Notre Dame and Syracuse, everyone, you're not hiding anything. You know that Notre Dame is a better team talent-wise. Right now, Syracuse has the better football team, though, in terms of execution, in terms of the way the offense and defense are firing, in terms of the way this team is as a whole. You need to take advantage of that uh, and and beat what I think will remain, even if Notre Dame finishes this season at 500 uh, or slightly better, a win against Notre Dame in any capacity is an incredible win and something that you need to celebrate. So there is that ability to rise for Syracuse as well because of how important this game is and what it means, regardless of the season they're having, to come in and beat Notre Dame. Let us know what you guys think about this Notre Dame game upcoming, a nooner on Saturday. Email us at LockedOnSyracuse or LOSyracuse44 at gmail.com. That's LOSyracuse44 at gmail.com. Or tweet at us, follow us on Twitter, at LO underscore Syracuse. We'd love to hear your thoughts there. Or just drop them in the YouTube comments. Please subscribe. We're on the way to 1,000 subscribers. Owen has to, uh, per his own word, buy a four-pack of tickets for a family if we hit 1,000 subscribers. Of course, five tickets if there's a case. If I know he was about to say that. If there's a case, you got to make a case. Not um, six. Not six, but five. You can get it. Um, but yeah, please subscribe. It's free. Don't worry about any having to pay us or anything. Um, but yeah, that's all we got today. Thank you for making us your first listen every day for your next listen. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. I'm Matt Bonaparte. He is Owen Valentine. We'll see you tomorrow.